G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast, the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. We won an award. We are the the reigning, defending champions of that award. And we will fight any oncomers for this award at any point, should we need to. We are the current reigning champions. Uh, I am um, your host of sorts, JK. Uh, the person looking at me quizzically from across this video call is Adam. Alright. <laughs> He's going, why are you t- why are you doing this? Why are you saying these things? Well, I don't know if half the words you just said actually were the right words. I know what you meant, and I'm guessing all the listeners do by now, but sometimes your words are not the right words. No, it's like I've learnt a word, but then not learnt the second part of the word is the meaning behind it. You're always close with the words, like and you're not like it's enough so people go, I know what he means. So that's okay, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. I imagine like people. I imagine people listening to this podcast probably just finished my sentences a lot of bit ago. Oh, he means this, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna imagine he means this. I think some people do that, and other people just turn off. <laughs> uh, but you lot have not been turning off. You have been listening in your droves recently. Thank you very much for everybody who comes to listen to our thoughts on the world of neighbours and what happens on neighbours on Amazon Freebie. Uh, we've watched episodes this week, 8,940 to 43, if you keep a note of the episode ones, of the episode numbers. Uh, it's the week after Flashback Week, if you want to know. Flashback Week has been and gone. Uh, last week, of course, we did our podcast with the Nabens. Thank you very, very much to Ben B and Ben F for coming on the podcast. We had lots and lots of fun with them both. I want to thank you off them for telling them about like the Benny Hill joke, that they have been fucking riding till the wheels come <laughs> off all week and getting more <laughs> likes than we've ever had. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, we, we are here. For, if if you need memes or jokes, we are here for you. Do not worry. We can provide those. I mean, I say we, I mean Adam, of course. Oh, come on. You say some things about stuff. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, they're, <laughs> but they're usually at my expense, though, so... There'll be more of that. Um, <laughs> so we did that with the Nabens. Brilliant. People listened to that. It did very well. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You didn't turn off, which was great. We did enjoy it. The Nabens are legends. And they were very kind to give us some of their time. So thank you, fellas. Also, people who are giving up their time to do shit with us are the Coastal News crew, Si and Sophie. Um, We did the second round of our battle. It was Greatest Deaths on Neighbours and Greatest greatest Deaths on Home and Away. Uh, We won the first round. We did not win the second round. They won. Um... There was a lot of bullshit that went on through the book. <laughs> it was it it was it was you thought flashback week was convoluted. The fucking tournament for this was a shocker. It was all over the fucking show. I feel like Sai 
engineered it that way so that they could win. Uh, we didn't stand the chance. He bamboozled us with bullshit. Fair play. Well done. We'll see you in round three, though, and we'll keep it simple and also have it all make sense. Uh, a bit like Fallout Week, a little less Flashback Week. <laughs> No, well done, well done indeed. To be honest, like I, if we're going to talk like post game now, if we're going to debrief the game, no, we, we went very heavy on Drew Kirk. We 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 thought Drew Kirk was going to win for us. We banked on him winning for us, and he didn't perform, did he? At all, really. And then we were left with a death that wasn't a death. Someone who didn't die. Yes, yeah, so uh, you do this a lot, though. You pick a lot of shit, and I go along with it. And like they, that was shocking. I'm not letting you, you. I'll just pick the the ones for the next round, whatever that may be, because you just pick ridiculous things that would never win anything. Yeah, I think I didn't go in with my my game head on. I didn't go in thinking, right, this is how well we win. I just wanted to talk about stuff I like talking about. But then that's the problem. You didn't even pick. You didn't pick stuff that other people like talking about. <laughs> that's your problem. You got to say things that other people might want to hear, not just shit that goes on in your coconut. <laughs> uh, and with that in mind, should we talk about neighbors this week? Ben? Go on then. Go on then. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna frame this in two ways. Really, there's two parts to this week's podcast. It's all the shit that happened before we found Krista. Spoiler alert. Well done. Uh, Straight away. Tell to be people honest, though, spoilers. To be honest, though, if you, you're listening to this first without watching the episode, that's a bit strange, if I'm honest. Uh, unless you are just like, oh, do you know what? fuck it, I can't be arsed watching Neighbours. I'm just going to listen to you two talk about Neighbours and recap it for me. That is yeah. maybe a market we're, uh, we've not tapped into, to be honest, really. To be fair, if I could do that, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I'd be caught in some sort of time loop, and I wouldn't be able to talk about it because I haven't watched it. That is the yeah. And you would have man. to you would have to rely on me being truthful. What I'm telling never. you, which no, you which you never do it is. Uh, because even though I might, it might be my truth. I've misinterpreted it completely. Yeah, um, I, I think that might happen a few times today. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, right. We'll go straight into. So before we found Krista. Well, well, we'll start with Toadie. So, Mel's laid everything bare, what's happened in those two years. Because a lot can happen in those two years. So, Toadie's right, right, get the kids round now. Get them back from the Vargas Murphys. And I'm now going to retell you everything Mel's just told me. Yeah. So, he does. He tells... Should he be telling his kids this shit? What do I you feel think? Like, no, but I feel like that's the thing. He's had to sit through the shit. He had to sit through that long, painful, week-long story. It's almost like, well, I've had to listen to it, kids. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. I've got to pass it on. He didn't give him the highlights. He didn't like quickly spin through it like we do. Um, he, he gave him the hot, full story. And I think even at the end of that one, he told it that Nell and the other kid, who don't have any lines or a storyline, really, um, he, they were both probably like, that was a long and painful story. Glad I missed that. Glad I was around the Vargas Murphys. Yeah. Uh, so Nell, so Nell interprets from all this that she's like, well, brilliant. You can be Mel's lawyer then, can't you? And you can defend her in court and make sure that no harm comes to her. And to be like, Toadie shuts that shit down straight away. To be fair, which 
he's great for Tony, but then does massively flag the fact that he will end up defending Mel. Like, well, I, I think he was saying it because he doesn't want to go to work. The show's been back on for how long? How many days has he done at the fucking office? It's a, it's a joke. It's more like that now, I think. What? I, I, no, I'm not going into work. Not bothered. Yeah, no, I think he's done one day. We've seen one day where he's like, yeah, I've gone into work today. We didn't even see him go to work. We saw him in a suit. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he could be saying that, but he could be straight down the pub, not going to work. He could be going to a parents' evening wearing a fucking suit. Who knows? People have done weirder. <laughs> uh yeah, and he, yeah. Even later on, so there's an emergency at work. It's not it's not Toadie who's getting called in, it's Paul McKenzie later on who gets caught gets called into work for that. Um yeah, so massively like he's got to be defending Mel at this point, right? It it is completely I, I don't I don't I I'll be honest, I don't remember the first episode that happened this week. I don't I don't know why we're talking about it. Like I nothing happened. It was shit. Um, here's the thing. So what I've discovered this week is, so it went back to normal for me this week. I think we should be talking about that. We should be talking about the week in general. The week went back to normal. There were some knobheads we didn't see all last week. We didn't see any of them. And, were, and some of them were back this week. And it felt like Neighbours was back to how it was before the travesty that was Flashback Week. Flashback Week was fucking terrible. When you look back on it, it was terrible. They summit, they had one storyline and they made it last four days. It was shit. There is no reason it should have lasted that long. We say it all the time and sometimes we joke about it. Neighbours flies through it and it's on to the next thing. It's on to the next storyline. So this week, Fallout Week, Fallout Week, that is what they have done. They have wrapped up shit in like a couple of minutes that it mm. took all of Flashback Week to kind of spin out. And it smack to me of them trying too hard during flashback week to make it this intertwining storyline with flash forwards, flashbacks, all that shit. No, you are not good enough to write that shit. Write neighbours, please. And that is what they have done this week. That is what I, that's what I, I feel about the whole thing. Um, and that's what's going to happen when we talk about this. We'll be firing through things. That's solved now. On to the next one. That's yeah. solved now. On to the next one. Why did it take four weeks to get fucking nowhere? We were spinning our wheels all last week. Now we're off. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about... Is Toadie going to um, defend Mel? I couldn't give a fuck. Here's the problem with Mel in prison. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, Mel in, pr Mel in prison. She's cracking on in prison. Pri I've never been to prison. I hope I never have to go. No, you've but not got yet, have you? I, I feel like part of the problem with prison is you don't get to see your friends and family as much. I feel like that's the main that's the main thing about prison, isn't it? That is the, the main point, is that you are taken away from society to think about your crimes and reform yourself to be then reintegrated back into society as someone who will contribute to that society. Here's the thing. I don't really like people. I like being on my own quite a lot of the time, and then occasionally I catch up with people. You once a week on this bullshit podcast. Here's the thing. If I was in prison, pretty much just chilling out by myself, and all my friends and family could pretty much come in whenever they fucking wanted, <laughs> I, I wouldn't see a problem with it. Peace and quiet. Don't have to pay any rent or anything. You get all your meals made for you, and then whenever you're feeling a bit down, people can come in and say, hello. This is what we've been up to, literally, 10 times a day. 
So what's the fucking point? And to be honest as well, you, like you, there's un, there's there's countless people wanting to have sex with you as well, and that's to be honest. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you again. That's not really what I'd be that I'd be dodging that if possible. If that's your bag, then go for it. <laughs> we don't kink same kink shame on this show. However, I will be keeping a firm grasp of that soap and just hoping um, that didn't happen. That's not for <laughs> me. If that's for you, neighbours is for everyone. Prison, <laughs> not for me. Not for you. I think I'd find that a bit intriguing. I think I'd quite that, I'd find that quite flattering. You probably need to have a conversation with your wife on, the, <laughs> on your wedding anniversary then. So. On the car journey home today, actually, uh, she was like, she asked, she'd asked me a, like a, a moral question. She's like, if someone offered you a grand a day to stay in prison, how long would you stay in prison for? Well, this okay, I, I'll we'll get your answer in a second. If Mel's answering that and she's getting away with literally everyone coming to see her all day, you take it, grand a day, no problem. Yeah, well, you have to state how long you stay for. So, right. so Mel would probably stay for life, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah, grand a day, no problem. So what did you say? Uh, well, actually, my my initial answer was just two weeks. I was Because I was thinking, I read a book uh, a couple of months back. Um, oh, that's shocking for a lot of our listeners. <laughs> I read quite a lot, thank you. Uh, it's called The Damage... Take it in, please. Start taking some of this shit in. <laughs> It's called The Damage Done. Uh, it's, it's by a gentleman called Warren Fellows who spent 11 years in a Thai prison. Right. So uh, my answer was like, fuck. If I, like, you don't get to choose the prison. It's you've got, you have to spend a set amount of time in this prison. So I was like, fuck, if I get put in a Thai prison, I don't think I can handle more than two weeks of that. So I said two weeks. You wouldn't be able to handle a Thai holiday for two weeks. <laughs> If you think that if you think a prison's bad, just go on a night out in Thailand. <laughs> oh shit! Is this where you bust out the Thailand story? No. <laughs> oh fuck! I nearly I nearly got it out of you then. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, my wife said a year. She's like, "Yeah, I'd do a year. It'd be no problem." Both of you wouldn't stand a fucking chance. You wouldn't last <laughs> a day. <laughs> Absolutely not. My mate works in a prison. He tells me stories. They are fantastic stories, but they are so scary, so shocking, and so real. There is no way you would last. I, I, I don't even think, honestly. You know that part of Shawshank Redemption when they're like fresh meat, well, not fresh fish or whatever it is. You honestly wouldn't last twenty minutes. Would I be the one crying in the nighttime? I remember that scene. You'd be, me. you'd be crying, and worse. I don't. I think you'd be dead by the end of the day. It, I hope you never get caught for all the things you've done because you won't last five minutes. Yeah, I think so. Mel's right. in prison, and there's absolute like at the moment it's the softest fucking prison ever. What they do say at one point during the prison, so Nell comes to see her. We might be, I might have ruined your order here and all that kind of stuff. Nell comes to see her. Mel, uh, Mel says what, and she tries to hug her, and Mel says, "Whoa, you can't hug." You can. I've seen enough prison shows where you can, especially when you, when you're in a softer shit prison that Mel's in. You would be able to hug. That's not a problem. And then they do this weird. Oh, I can't touch your hand. Let's put our hands close together on the table, but we can't actually touch. You can. It's absolute bullshit. And if you pass something, the police are watching you, and they'll grab it off you anyway. The warden <laughs> will watch you. So you can hug. So that was bullshit. <laughs> 
I've got a yeah. few more of them to come. I'll try not to drop them in because it sounds like I'm being negative again. <laughs> yeah, they're checking. They're checking before you're in and before you're out. So yeah, there's, there's no one like the, these guys know what they're doing. Like they're very regimented, as I'm sure you know from your friend. Uh, yeah. So Nell, fucking Nell's like, oh, I've got some pocket money. I'll, I'll. She can buy herself a lawyer. And Jane's like, put your fucking money away. It's, we don't need. We don't need this. It'll be absolutely fine. Uh, if no lawyer costs five hundred dollars, so fuck off. It's not <laughs> enough. It's not enough. So no. Maybe for twenty minutes. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Again, I am lucky. I've actually never needed a lawyer. I have been to court actually. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, it was to defend don't my. Have to. You don't have to. <laughs> you can say that. You know, sometimes I say, "What about this?" You could go. I don't want to talk about that. I do it all the time. That's why well, I tell, tell people much stuff. I know. I'm an open book, though, aren't I? Yeah, go on then. Why are you in court? This is what I do me in prison as well. Uh, when I was in court, I was defending my employers at the time. All right. Uh, they'd been accused of something, and I was being the the you know the good employee. Oh, saying, no, they didn't do anything. Oh, so I didn't get prepped by a lawyer, and they were willing to put me... <laughs> Can you imagine this? Like, this was a pretty serious accusation as well. They were willing to put me... Yeah, I would never have done that. That kind of sums up the kind of people that work in your industry, though, if you're the top <laughs> of it. Um, and also, why are you, like, selling out for the man? Why are you being a little bitch? Why are you not going full, you know, I don't know what you call it, a whistleblower? Why don't you go, actually, no, I will not stand up. I will stand up against this corporate conglomerate. What's going on? Oh, that was the old JK. That's 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 probably who I was back then. I was when you were a little bitch. Yeah. Well, uh, would you not do that now? No, I I I did later fight these people and uh, uh, join a union and strike against them. So you know the worm completely turned in that situation. You are a worm as well. That's a good one for you. <laughs> well done. Uh, speaking of legal shit, Paul is all wrapped up in legal shit. Uh, he's out on bail, of course. He's got the best lawyers. And I really liked his lawyer this week. I've seen her before. Is she a lawyer off Neighbours? I think she might be the go-to. I've seen lawyer. her before. Yeah, I recognise her as well. Uh, she is really fucking good. Because... Is she? Yeah, I think she was really good because Misha comes up. To, like, So Holly's told Misha, listen, your sister's dead. No reaction yeah. from Misha. Nope. No, nah, we'll, we'll get on to that. Uh, so Misha confronts Paul as like, Fuck you! You knew you did this to my sister. You're going to jail. You're going to hell. And Paul tries to defend himself, and the lawyer's like, "No, shut the fuck up! Stop talking right fucking now! You do not say anything to this woman." And Paul's like, "But, but, but!" And she's like, "No, shut the fuck up! Do not speak." Like, I think I feel like she's very right. Good well, in that case, I'm a great lawyer because I say that to you all the fucking time. <laughs> Say stop speaking. Cut that out. Cut that out. Stop cut speaking. Out. Don't put that in. Like <laughs> straight away. I'm a phenomenal lawyer. Also, she doesn't have to be a good lawyer. Paul has done nothing wrong. There is no reason for him to be in prison. So let him out, please. Here's my. So no, I'll hang on. Go on. Keep going because I don't know what order we're doing shit now. This is more convoluted than last week. Well, nothing really. Like so, like. They're trying to make it out like Lassiter's is crumbling down because he's wrapped upon all this legal shit. It's not. It's still fine. Just to say, still coming in and staying. It's no less. It's in no less disarray than it was before. Plus, it's been in neighbours' land a day. 
So um, the place is not falling down in a day. We called, no. called in some help, though. He's called in some help. Yes. He's, so Leo has the idea. Oh, poor Leo. Got no fucking clue what's going on this kid, is he? He's got no storyline of his own. He's got no storyline and he's got no fucking clue of what's going on around him as well. And to be honest, I'm surprised they actually send him the scripts at this point. Like, he seems... Like, the words he says on screen seem to be a surprise to him as he's saying them. I have no idea what he's even said here, what you're going to say uh, next. Oh, no, he's just like, ah, oh, hotel's falling to shit, uh, but I've got an idea. I'll, I'll fix everything. Goes off. And that idea is get Chloe in. Did he ring Chloe? Yeah, he rang Chloe. I think... I think that's what was implied. I don't. Chloe was like, do you not think that was... No. Well, how do you think... How would he be able to get someone from the Sydney office in? I think Lasseter's got someone from the Sydney office in for Paul because he might be going to jail and it looks like shit, so they got Chloe from the Sydney office in. I thought that was Leo who sorted all that shit out. No. No. I've misinterpreted that, okay? Why would he? He's not in charge of the hotel or have anything to do with it and wouldn't be able to okay it with Sydney Lasseter's either. Why would he? Because he's Paul's son. He's not in charge of Lasseter's or Sydney, though. You don't mean no saying who were Just because somebody's son does not mean they have a... What? Fuck me. You would fit right in with these writers, to be fair, because that makes no sense. No, but Misha's got nothing to do with it, but she's... Dad owns the place! But yeah, she she does! Leo can say the same thing. This is ridiculous behaviour. Move on. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, she's here to sort the hotel out. So that's fine. The hotel is running fine. So Paul can concentrate on his legal problems, which according to you, Adam, are zero. 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 What do you, like, we really think nothing? I think I thought nothing to begin with. I even thought less than nothing as the story developed. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's given, no, no, he has just given money to someone. Like, you can just give money to someone. I could give you some money now. Oh, that'd be nice. I'm not going to. I've got an expensive restaurant book tomorrow night. Oh, really? oh yeah. Well, Lovely. And I'm doing all this extra work. I'm I'm quids in. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. You can just give money to people. You give um, some money to this guy. Right? Yeah, just give some money to this guy. Why? Because <laughs> I wanted to. Don't need to tell you why. Yeah, all right. No, I'm convinced now. I'm convinced he has got no legal problems. So my favourite bit with Chloe rocking up. She looked brilliant, by the way. That's not my favourite bit, though. Also, I don't know if they've got only got her for a day, but for all these um, episodes, she's wearing the same outfit and doesn't take a coat off. <laughs> Some, right, something here. Like, I think the sets must be really cold on Neighbours because Misha Barton always had a coat on. Mm-hmm. Or a massive cardi. Yeah, Chloe. I've only seen her for a couple of episodes. She's always got a coat on. A lot of other people are just wearing jackets in the house. I don't know. Turn the eating on, neighbours, because it's fucking Australia. I've got it on good authority. It's pretty warm. You shouldn't all be wearing coats and jackets all the time. It's weird. My yeah. favourite stuff with Chloe, though, was not that she looked great or that she wouldn't take a coat off. My favourite stuff with Chloe is the fact that Chloe met Wendy. That was my favourite bit of the week. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying before. We forgot a load of knobheads existed over last week, and they shouldn't have done it like that. Flashback week shouldn't have just had one story in flashback week. They could have easily had one main one and maybe two smaller ones where we got to see what some of the other characters did over flashbacks two years ago. A lot can happen in two years. What were all those other cunts doing? We could have seen a bit of that and that would have made it better. However, 
Wendy now um, is sorting out the Christmas fair. And this is the storyline I'm here for at the minute. Because fuck all this other shit with Misha. It's boring. I don't care. I want to know what this Christmas fair is going to go down like. Because Wendy says, it was my favourite line of the week. She said, she said, we can't have we can't have Santa and the elves improvising. We need to sort this out. It's like, what does she think Santa and the elves are going to be doing at this winter fair, Christmas fair, that she's sorting out at Lasseter's? It's fucking brilliant. I've been to a few Christmas fairs at my time. The worst thing that ever happened was that a reindeer kicked a kid. That was the worst thing that ever happened, okay? If that fucking happens again, that's something... Never work with children or animals. Surely Santa and the elves should be behaving. Come on. See, I've worked in... My... Uh, I've worked in the corporate world enough to know that if you have a rule for something, it's because it's happened before. Yes. So what I want to know is what happened with Santa and the Elves previously. This is what true. Did they do last, what did they do last year? Is this the first no, one that Wendy's been in charge of? And maybe it was shit last year and she's going to take it on now and like um, she wants to make sure whatever happened last year, that would have been a good flashback, you see? Yeah. I would be here for that. What happened? Bad Santa, whatever it was. That would have been good. I'm very interested. And then they formed a little team and they were sorting some shit out. I want to know what's going to happen with this Christmas fair. I'm looking forward to it. Because I don't think they always celebrate Christmas on Neighbours. I don't know if that's oh, always no. a thing. So they don't at all. I'm looking forward to that. And it also means we can have our very own Neighbourhood Rewatch Christmas party. Yes. Should we get some elves? I want to get a guest list together. Um, and I want to see if some people fancy coming to our Christmas party. That sounds good. Well... We'll send out some invites. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Uh, do you want me to dress up? I can be Santa if you want. No, because you'd end up being like dirty Santa and it just, <laughs> it just wouldn't be fun for anyone else. Yeah. When I ask people to sit on my knee, it's just going to be no, wrong. It's, no, horrible, <laughs> horrible stuff. Um, so that was my favourite bit of the week and that doesn't involve any of the major storylines, but I wanted to get that in because I actually made some notes this week and that was the top one. <laughs> Wendy in the Christmas fair. So I've done that now. Thank you. Good night. Wendy in the Christmas Fair sounds like a fucking great book as well. It's on my list. Yeah, I think <laughs> I could write that one. Uh, we also get some shit with New Colette as well and Paul. And New Colette's like, hmm, you've not got many friends at the moment. I'm your only friend. Maybe we can get up to some shit. Yeah. And then Paul says something like, remember what happened last time? And she goes, hmm. Mm. So there's a lot of story there. Chloe is over from Sydney. They've re brought her in because they think um, Paul's going to shit or prison or whatever. Um, but she seems a little bit keen to stay and not go back with Ellie in Sydney. So it kind of makes mm. me think, hmm, something's gone on there. We might find out what it is. Nicolette, last time we saw her before she got a new face, she um, went off with Kiri. Um, yep. and moved away and they were quite a big thing now they're not doesn't seem to be going very well with that one the Varga Murphys Cara and Remy Remy at the moment has fucked off mm -hmm. she's gone. she wasn't there to not be in the show last week she just wasn't there at all uh, so she's gone and she's finding herself and she's deciding whether she's going to forgive Cara or not at the moment, I know Neighbours is for everyone. It's not going very well for a certain kind of couple at the moment. And I want to know why. What is the problem? What's going on? And I'll be honest with you, and I hadn't even thought about this until I just said that. Aaron and David are not getting along at the moment. No. Aaron wants to stay. Oh, by the way, talking to people who've come back and look fucking fantastic. Aaron 
He's, he looks like Ryan Reynolds or something. He's got a, he's got a beard, yeah, he looks fabulous. He's put on a bit of muscle. He's got a great tan, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt as if it's going out of style. And I am here for it. David, on the other hand, is a whiny little bitch, and I don't know what Aaron sees in him. This other couple, not in the traditional sense, and we're also not getting along very well. What are they trying to tell us here? Neighbours is for everyone, but at the moment, everyone is not having fun on Neighbours. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. What do you think? What's going on? There's, yeah, there's no couples having fun at the moment on Neighbours. Like, there's nobody, like, getting on well or well, being we'll honest. Get to them. That's all. Nobody's being honest with anybody at all. I, maybe they're trying to say relationships are for nobody. Just just don't bother. Maybe. Just say, don't bother. Here's eight different reasons why a relationship is not worth the effort. Yeah. And if you think it's just traditional straight couples who have trouble, you're wrong. Look at all these knobheads. <laughs> I'm a little bit upset we didn't get a scene between Nicolette and Chloe as well because they were in a relationship Me together so. as well. Were they? Yeah, they before. Yeah, they uh, they were in a relationship. What, then... thought, what are your thoughts on Nicolette? Mm, I'm, a, you know me. I'm a, I'm an OG man. Shut up. She might come on. She might. She's not going to say I'm not coming on because you like the other one, like Marissa did. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> I think the new one is really hot, but a bit angry and miserable at the moment. Yeah, she is too angry for me. I yeah. feel like old Nicolette was a lot cheerier about shit going on. Yeah. I like still scheming and still, you know, quite underhand. Who was, you know, willing to fuck you over, but at least did it with a smile on her face. Yeah, this one's got a bit of a resting bitch face at the moment. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens with that. I don't know what's going to happen with her and Paul. I feel like that's a few weeks down the line yet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they are setting stuff up for the kind of next phase now. They've kind of got over this flashback thing. And they're, 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 I think they're very quickly trying to distance themselves from everything that's kind of gone on there, really. Apart from maybe the Mel stuff, which will drag well, We can't distance ourselves from it just yet, because we're still talking about it. Exactly. We are still dealing with the fallout. So um, what do we talk about next, then? We get into that kind of middle bit that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, fucking, everybody's gone to see Mel. Uh, Holly's told Misha that Christy's dead. Misha wants to see Mel straight away. Uh, she gets to see her behind the screen. Everybody yeah. else, just, everybody else gets, just gets to chat with Mel in a room. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was to protect Mel or to protect Misha. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. It, it didn't really make sense. It, it, they had Mel oh. set out like fucking Hannibal Lecter or something. It was a bit <laughs> shit, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it didn't make sense that bit at all, really. Uh, I think it was to protect Misha, to be honest. She's like, I'm not, I want a screen in front of me to protect me from these people. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with them. So, um, and Misha and the share house kind of crew, it's like Haas and Byron, and even though they don't live there, Holly and Sadie and Mac does live there. Uh, they write, right, we're the fucking Scooby-Doo gang here. We're yeah. going to figure this out on our own. Uh, and uh, to be fair, they do figure it out, which was, there, there was quite a clever thing. And Holly, we've, we've said this in the past about other Hoylands. Uh, mainly, it was an eight-year-old girl at the time, but she was the cleverest person on the sh on the street and on the show. Holly Highland this week has probably been the cleverest person on this show. She figured out, like, she figured out the deceased estate thing. She's like, yeah, which is a really like 
hands down to Eden here. This is this is really clever. This you go to auctions from people who've died and and you realise their their house is up for sale and com- completely unoccupied. So you go, don't bid, and then just go keep at their house for a week or two. Really fucking clever that. If you're just gonna fucking like, you, if if you're in hotel, you you're spunking money at the wall in hotels. If you if you're a little bit short, just go keep in a house for a couple of weeks. That's probably a nice house as well. Yeah. Like old people generally have nice houses. I've found. So that was really clever. So Holly kind of figures that out. It's like, oh, that's what's going to happen. She then she's like, right, okay, let's split up into teams. Uh, you won't tell the police. Won't tell the police. No. no, won't tell the police. But I'll be in a team with a guy I want to shag. Yeah, and everybody else will be in the other team. That's what happened in Scooby Doo. To be fair, <laughs> it was uh, Daphne and Fred, and then Velma got stuck with those two knobheads. That knobhead and the dog, I should say. Like she couldn't hardly see half the time. They were always stoned or whatever it was supposed to be. Um, yeah. So. Daphne and Fred off off for a shag. If we see a ghost, we see a ghost. Yeah. Uh, but then they did the Scooby-Doo movie, right? And I felt like Velma was the hotter one in the Scooby-Doo no movie. One one. No one beats Sarah Michelle Gellar, so no. <laughs> no, I feel like they, they massively sexed up Velma for that. There's one scene that they cut out, which is on YouTube, where she does where she's possessed and she does a, like a sexy dance routine. <sighs> Sexy dance. Okay, well, that's what I'm doing after this podcast. There you go. If you're into that, I, no, but nothing beats Sarah Michelle Gell, so not bad. Yeah, you're a massive, you're a massive Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, she's still got it. Still, she's still, still got, got it. it. She could have done it a, a million times better than Misha Barton. We'll get to that though. <laughs> so yeah, they figure. So they they break up and to do their thing and. They don't even bother cutting to the other lot. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, they're looking around at us. It's whatever. It's uh, it's Holly and Haas, and they're like, ah, oh, better check this last house. We'll check the other ones. It's uh, awful. It's so lazy. <laughs> it's so lazy, but so neighbours. Like, how the... It was done within... Is this Was this episode one or episode two this week? This was episode two. Okay. So by the end of episode two... Everything sorted. Like, they didn't even yeah. take them a full week. They could have sorted this out for a, a few more weeks yet. Nope. Two episodes. Yeah. They don't They don't fuck around at all. Uh, which is really funny. <laughs> because the Nabens also, like, had started a campaign about free mail. Nope. It was fucking dead in 48 hours. What a waste of time. <laughs> so I believe those t-shirts are going very cheaply right now if you want to buy one uh, what's not going cheaply is our merch though on our Redbubble site if you want to go on there uh, well I mean it's 60% off at the moment I believe 60% off is pretty cheap that is pretty cheap to be fair uh, so if you want to get yourself some merch some neighbours merch for your loved ones for the festive holidays 60% off I think cool. it's up to the 7th of December so Finish listening to this, then go and buy some shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, they they, they show it to the last address. And they see the van, Eden's van. They're like, fuck, Eden's here. Uh, And again, Holly, straight fucking thinking about this. Hazzy's like, right, let's call the police. And she's like, no, I'm fucking getting this con. (laughs) Absolutely fucking legs it. Tries to corner him down. Uh, The police show up. Very, very fast indeed. This is... Before that, before that. What I love about Eden is not just his fabulous hair. 
it's that he is kept to his gimmick, his plan, his way of, of way his way of dealing with things. Because he sees Holly, Holly's gone round the back, he sees her and fucking pegs it. He's gone again. He's gone. Catch him if he if you can. He's seen the trouble and he's done a fucking runner. However, this time has has parked the car um behind the Eden's van, so Eden gets in the van, um, and he's he can't get out. He's, he can't run away in his van. Then Holly and Haz are on either side, like locking him in. Him in. And then the police like turn that. up probably a good 40 seconds after getting a car, which is is phenomenal. It's phenomenal that they've managed to get there that quick. Yeah, it's great. And it's also phenomenal that it's the one copper we know on the show as well. Andy Rodwell. Andy Rodwell's there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they catch him, and Eden's like, "Oh fuck, I've been caught here. There's nothing I can do. I've been, I've been outsmarted. I've been outsmarted and outplayed here." You would have got away with it if it wasn't for them pesky kids. <laughs> and you think, "Oh, it's all done. Eden's, Eden's been found. He'll, he'll, he'll face, you know, he'll face a jury for the crimes he's committed. You know, done and dusted. Holly can move on." And she's like, "Wait a minute, that's Krista's cardigan." And Andy's like, "Oh, fucking wrap it up. Come on." I, do you see how quick I got here? I'm fucking knackered. Let's get let's let's get him processed and let's all get home. Wendy's got a Christmas fair to fucking organise. And she's like, no, 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 no. Why would he carry this cardigan around? Why would he? It makes no sense, Holly. It I agree. Make, it does make no sense. It would be very creepy if so what? he carried around a dead person's cardigan. Yeah, and what he, what Holly's first thought, it isn't that. It isn't, I wonder why he's doing this. She finds the cardigan and she goes, well, that probably means she's still alive then. It would. I don't know if that would be your first thought, to be honest. When you're when you are sure this person's dead, and you find the cardigan, like serial killers sometimes keep trophies. Don't ask me how I know that. Like that's a like <laughs> that's a thing. It's not. Oh, she's probably still alive. Because why would she be? And why would a cardigan be in the van? Crap. <laughs> well, so, they go. They, they decide she probably is still alive, and they all go back in the house. They do. Do the, do the uh, Benny Hill music again. You're welcome. <laughs> um, they look around and they find her in the basement. And Krista is there, drugged out of her tits, really. Well, she is, but she still recognises Holly straight away. Uh, she's still got a bit of her makeup done. And <laughs> for some reason, the, the director decides to, like, zoom in on a bottle of water, a fucking tin of beans. Like, it's like I don't know why we needed that. It's like, she's living down here. All right, we get it. You don't need the close-up of the water and the beans, dickheads. It was shit. Um, and Krista's alive. Look at that. We all kind of predicted that in a way. Um, yeah, I didn't that. expect to see it um, probably about what we're talking about. Half an hour into some more episodes of Neighbours. But there we go, Neighbours. So there we go. That is the kind of... that is the. The halfway point of these episodes this week, where we find Krista, she is alive, and well, not well, but she is alive nonetheless. But even though I reckon by next week she'll be fine as a fucking fiddle, I think she's fine already. We can jump <laughs> to the second half. She's in hospital. Um, she looks fine. Yeah, she looks absolutely. Fine. She's not or anything. She's sitting up. She's allowed to go on her phone. She texts. She texts Holly and says, "Cheers." Like it's, uh, <laughs> she's not in a bad way at all. <laughs> no, not at all. 
not at all. See, uh, it winds me up when people like are off work ill, um, but then can go, like post on the socials. Like, if, no, if you are ill, not being ill. If you're ill, you don't want to look at a screen or do no. things. You want to be ill and get better. If you like, no, I hate it when people do that. Oh, I'm so ill, right? You're not because you're on your phone posting about it. You're not ill, dickhead. Um, and <laughs> like, and Krista can't be that bad if she is texting Holly saying cheers. Yeah, very true. Very true indeed. Uh, and she doesn't want to speak to Misha Barton, which is my, my favorite part about these uh, these whole episodes. Nope. She's like, I want to see my sister. And she's like, nah, don't want to see you. Uh, I will talk to Holly, though, even though mm. I was shagging a boyfriend. And she probably hates me for that. And actually, while while I'm at it, can I talk to this Mac girl over here? She looks quite interesting. Can yeah. I uh, have a conversation with her? So Mac was in there. So Krista just walks in. She'd been for a piss or whatever. And then Mac's just sat yeah. there in the she's room. Get, sorry, she is fine to get up and have a piss on her own as oh, well. She's not pissing into a bag. No, she's perfectly fine. Um, Mac's just sat there in the room. Pretty sure Mac wouldn't be allowed uh, in that room. I mean, really, I don't even think Holly would be allowed. Uh, I think it's probably just family at this stage. Uh, Holly maybe got a bit of special dispensation because she saved her. Maybe she got in. There's no way ha- uh, Mac would be allowed in. The police would want to talk to Krista as well. Yeah. There's no sign of any of that during any of these episodes. They are not asked at all. Um, but Mac's there. I don't know. What did you think of Mac here? What did you think? Mac really annoyed me. She's, in yeah, massively so. Really annoyed me. Like, she made... <sighs> And it's more annoying because she does something quite nice and quite big later on. Uh, okay. But at this point, she's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, Eden robbed my uh, wedding rings, right, for my dead husband. Yeah, that's the same. Uh, that's the same. And then she says, and I've, I've, I've wrote this because it, it is verbatim. She says, oh, you're a victim too. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Cheers. For that. Thank you for confirmation um, of that. Uh, you were you were the victim of him nicking your handbag. Meanwhile, I have been dead, kidnapped, <laughs> drugged, uh, abused, lied to, locked in a basement. Um, and yeah, really, it's, that's the same. That's the same. Thank you for confirming that, Mackenzie. Yeah, they're on the same level. Yeah, there. same level. Uh, eventually, Misha. Gets to, gets to see uh, Krista. And, like, you can see why they were putting off this scene. You really can. Like, so Misha gets straight to the hospital. like, I want to see my sister. And Holly's like, don't want to see you. And she's like, why? And then Holly's like, well, to be honest, you're going to be shit in this scene. So yeah. we're going to put some other people who can actually act. You're an emotional vacuum, and we don't want you anywhere near um, <laughs> someone who's not bad and is sticking around. Yeah. Yeah, someone who's sticking around for the next year. Yeah. Um, so so Misha comes in and she's like, oh, I can't believe I'm looking at you. Which is just not what you would... No. It's... If if my ex-wife was in hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, good one. Uh, with, I don't know, not terminal, but, you know, an operation or something fairly serious. But you have to stay a couple of nights in hospital. That's probably what I'd say to her. My dad come in and go, oh, hope you're feeling all right. Here's some flowers. Tap, like, pat on the head. Pat on the head, yeah. <laughs> That's how it came across. She's the like, hug, Yeah, I agree. The hug was 
awful. <laughs> I am not partic- I'm not a hugger really. Um I can be on occasion, but I'm not really a hugger. This was the most awkward. It was awful. We've given Misha Barton a lot of shit on this podcast. And by, like so does the internet really. But at every stage she never helps herself. And this week was truly the absolute drizzling shits of performance uh, by Misha Barton. It was it was dog shit. It was literally start the car. Um, I'm out of here, bitches. I, like there was no effort put in whatsoever. I feel I feel so bad for neighbours in the sense that they put her in Misha Barton. Oh my god! Everyone went fucking Misha Barton to try and sell it to the Americans and give it the big push for its return. And she is uh, she might as well have crapped on their Christmas dinner. It is awful what she has done over the last few weeks. And this week was. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened last year. She dressed up as Santa and shit on one of the elves. I would have, yeah, flashback to that. Um, (laughs) She was awful in every way, every way possible. Like Like Holly says at one point to Krista, she was devastated when she found out she were dead. Was she? And then, then Holly says, and she was so happy when she found out you were alive. Was she? Like. He's such. She's awful. We can't spend any more time. We're going to have to because there's a lot of Misha in this second half. Yeah, it is very. It, it is very. Can very I say? Funny. Can I say something else which I thought was interesting because I wrote this yes, down because I thought this was funny and so odd and I want to know how and why and what this was a thing for. So, um, at one point, Holly says to Krista, um, "What have you been doing for the past year or so?" Um, so straight away, I was like, "Oh no!" Flashback. Oh, no, no, Luckily, one. there wasn't. So apparently, they've been driving about on a few drugs and staying in fancy hotels. But then she says, like, Paul gave Eden half a million dollars. Krista asked Eden, where'd you get that half a million dollars? And Eden said, this was his reason. Apparently, Eden just went, casino? <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like, uh, remember in the finale when Shane Ramsey came back and he was loaded and he went, why are you loaded? And he went, crypto? <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. It was so, like, but right, they went with it. He's just been to the casino. What, yeah. what, did, what did he win at the casino to win half a million dollars? What happened? <laughs> I know that's not how he got it, but what? Come on. Yeah, well, Chris, I think what they're trying to do here is say, like, well, Chris was that out of it. Oh, she, yeah, she, she was. She couldn't even think enough to question that. Because, like, Misha's like, oh, so what have you been up to for the last year? And she's like, Dad, remember, to be honest. Uh, good. Because we haven't got time. <laughs> and Misha's like, brilliant, because I didn't want to speak to you anyway, to be honest. Uh, so I'm going to get you in rehab. What so obviously you need to go to rehab. Yeah, she's going to... Pack her off to rehab. No, she's not because reasons. But what I like is one thing that, like, so we've said, Crystal looks fine. She seems pretty fine. She's just getting about, whatever. At one point, it was so, it was so odd. It was as if the writers went, she's not, she doesn't really seem like she's, she's struggling here. So halfway through, while Misha Barton's talking to her, she just goes, <laughs> like, she, like she shit herself. And Misha Barton goes, you all right? Yeah. And Krista says, 
withdrawals. <laughs> that was it. And then she goes back. That's all it was. And, <laughs> and Misha Bata could only look on and go, wow. Wow, that's right. <laughs> to be honest, if I was going through withdrawals, I think the thing I would see would be Misha Barton sitting across from me. Oh, I can't wait <laughs> to erase her from impression. my mind. Oh, do you know in train spotting where the baby's crawling on the ceiling? Hmm? That, but the baby is Misha Barton. That'd be all right. If if, if Misha Barton could could do anything, that would be good. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like, she is, she's got one eye on the door the whole time during this. Uh, she wants to, she wants to get into rehab. She's like, we'll get you in rehab, it'll be sorted. And we'll have loads of time she to doesn't catch tell up. Krista that she's going to put her in rehab. She tells Byron. So she does yeah. all that. And then she goes out and sat, sits with Byron and, and she says to Byron, I'm going to put her in rehab. And Byron goes, really? Like, you're not like going to look after her? And she was like, nah, I'm getting off. I'm getting off. Me, well, what, she, oh, can you look after her? <laughs> what? Well, she goes, oh, I've tried to bring in my dad and uh, that other girl, Tess. Nobody's answered. Wonder what that's about. And you're like, hmm. Wonder so I thought his dad might be on the way. Yeah, like, I, I thought, thought it was going to be that. He's not answering. And then he shows up and it's like, whoa, he's here. And it's, you know, Bruce Willis. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, but no, we find out that dad has had a massive, massive heart attack. So Misha's like, well, I better go home then, Anna. Because, you know, and... I've already called the taxi, if I'm honest. <laughs> to be honest, the meter's been running since I fucking showed up two months ago. Well, there's no, like... Sh like, she instantly forgets about her sister. Oh, in yeah. She instant. She's, she's not in a, another scene with her ever again. She doesn't no. say, bye, I'm going. I'm going to see if Dad's all right. Like, she just, she just completely leaves that storyline alone. Uh, and yeah, and I, I feel so sorry for Byron, and I feel so sorry for the actor Xavier as well, because he gets lumbered with this. Because she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to go," and he's kind of like, he's having to put together the pieces. Going, well, do you not want to spend any time with Krista? She's like, "No, no, no, she'll be fine. You'll look after her, right? You'll make sure she gets that rebound." He's like, "I mean, yeah, if you want me to." And then he I'll says, go. "And then he says, if I'm honest, I'd quite like to come to America with you," and she goes. Yeah, no. Uh, no, it's better if you're here, to be you, honest. No, you wouldn't like it. Oh. <laughs> like it. It's, it's sunny all the time. <laughs> so, and in and at this point, <laughs> you can tell the resigned look on his face where he, at, at first, he probably got the call, Xavier, and he probably, and it was like, you're going to do, a, you're going to be with Misha Barton all the time. You're going to do every scene pretty much with Misha Barton. And he's probably gone, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. The main event person, I'll be with Misha Barton. Brilliant. And it's going to be part of the main storyline. Brilliant. And by the end, you could just tell he was like, just fuck off. <laughs> and they do this, so she fucks off. It's a bit, it's a bit weird. She comes out of the lift with sunglasses on. I've no idea why. No. And then she sits around and looks off into the distance, just like she has done. Every week for the past yeah, maybe flashbacks to like a month ago. Like we've not forgot you remember two. That time, remember that time you wore that Australia t-shirt? Yeah, good times. 
Remember that time you slipped me one in the lift? Yeah, like we've seen it. It's in it's our recent memory. We don't need flashbacks to stuff no. that we remember. And none of them were good stories. It like it reminded me of like when like sometimes I'll be sat in the staff room and people t- like just be chatting about what they did at the weekend. Like, oh, do you remember when we did this? But it's like the most nondescript thing. Oh, do you remember when when we forgot to pay for the taxi and then we went back and we paid it? That's, that's not an anecdote. That's not a story. Oh, do you remember that time when I had a piss in the street? That's the end of the story. I mean, like, there's nothing there. It's like sometimes when you listen to a podcast about neighbours, not one that's sometimes about neighbours, but that's just about neighbours. Just about it. And you think, is that, is that, the 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 banter I don't like the word banter it makes me sick and die inside but is that that is that it that's your story is it <laughs> and that's what it felt like with Misha Barton it was like remember all the good times there weren't any there were no good Please times leave we had to put that time in Byron was fucking shit faced yeah just just to pad out the good times that they had so then she fucks off and then Byron's just kind of standing about but they they did this. They were just they putting more than the shower right. scene in Psycho here. It was, it was, here he is from this angle. Here he is on the curb. Here he is from the end of the street. Here he is as he watched the t- cat, uh, taxi drive off. Oh. Yeah. No, I, see, I thought they were setting it up. So, like, because Misha was like, oh, I need some melatonin for the trip. Go get me some Byron. And Byron was like, okay, no problem. I'll go get some And then melatonin. she'd leave when he yeah, was yeah. She was just going to get off. It was like, I don't want to do goodbyes. Yeah. So I'm just gonna get off, but she doesn't. She fucking hands round. I then go goodbyes, but goodbye. Uh, let's do one here at the hotel rather than the airport because I'm not fucking filming in the airport. I'm not dealing with that. No. That's, that's that's a whole other day's worth of filming. I'm you not. Need, you need a permit to film at the airport. It's not worth yeah. it. And it's like, do you like? And they tried to give her like this big send off. Like we know she's not coming back. Like, we know that from insider information. We know that from the way neighbors framed it all. Like they gave her the music and the montage, like every TV trope you could to say this person is not coming back. And they tried to give her this big send off, but they couldn't get anybody fucking there for it. No, no, no. <laughs> so they've got no. Chloe who's not been in the show, who's met her once and gone, Yeah, I've heard about you. And she's gone, Yeah, I've heard about you. Uh, do you want me to set your bags? Yeah. Uh, They've got Byron, because, of course, he's attached to a hip. And then they've got Paul, who's practically doing a fucking dance. <laughs> I feel like Paul was, was us. I feel like Paul, yeah. was even at this stage, I think Paul might have even been like the writers and producers, producers and everything. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, see you later. Thank you. Yeah, he was like fucking tapping on the on the data going, bye. Yeah, see they needed to just get, get it over and done with. They drew it yeah. out a bit. But they had to, I suppose. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. it's done. I'm hoping. Well, Chris is obviously sticking around. I don't want yeah. to even reference Reese again. Reese, Misha Bart. I <laughs> don't even know if. I don't even think she'll get a look in ever again. No, no, that's it. That's it. She is done. Uh, Misha, we are not going to miss you. Hey guys, this is Marissa, the OG and the best of Summer Hoyland. And you're listening to the OG and the best Neighbours podcast, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. So, Adam, you want to talk about Mel some more? No, I never thought I'd say that, really. <laughs> I don't like her. Like, Nabens tried to convince us last week, but no, she's terrible. Um, also, it's not a big thing at all. It's, a, it's a very small thing. But Mel, they all seem 
as we said, they all go and visit her one after the other. It's like a revolving door. In they all come. This is what's happening. And they're all a bit smug about it. They're all saying, Mel, Krista's alive. We found Krista. She's alive. You're going to get out. I mean, she still nearly killed her. She's still... Oh, yeah. she, 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 it's like... It's, it's like it's right? It's, yeah, she's still, she still should stay in prison. She's fucked over. It might, it's a technically attempted murder. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's for the lawyers to decide. Um, so she is still a bit fucked. It might, she might not be as bad because no one's actually died now, but still. And she evaded the police for so long. There's still the drugs charges that she was running from them for in the first place. So that was the deal. She was a fugitive yeah. and they caught her. So she's, that's still a thing. Just yeah, because Krista's alive doesn't mean she didn't do all that. So she should still be in prison for a very long time. Um, we know she's not because I've seen the spoilers at the end of the episode. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. But so, so it wound me up a little bit that that was going on when she could easily still be in jail. Meanwhile, on the flip side, people are saying to Paul, you're probably going to go to prison. Why? He should, he's not. If like, no. If Mel's getting out for doing the shit, Paul can't go in for not really doing anything. It makes no sense that they're doing these two things. They're trying to make Paul like give Paul all this dilemma, and David hates him, and he might go to prison, and, and Chloe's had to come in because Lasseter's might get taken over. He's not going to go to prison, and you can't go to prison. Because the person who's in prison for it is going to get out. So how's that? How's that work? <laughs> yeah, I like I like pretty much how this week as well. Like the the neighbors kind of community has just gone. Well, no, Paul's not fault here. They've just they've all kind of rallied behind Paul and gone. Well, no, he's not in the wrong at all here. Talking about the neighbors community as well. So they all find is is Sarge like is it? There's some some sort of data protection or confidentiality going on here because. It just pings round on the fucking oh, WhatsApp yeah. group. It's literally ping, 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 ping. Everyone's got... She's she's alive, she's alive, she's alive. They're all just... How is that allowed to happen? <laughs> they all find out within the space of five minutes. And it's yeah, all... all... <laughs> yeah, that is... This should not be allowed. There's a massive leak there, isn't there? They are not keeping track of any of this shit. You can't do that. Um, so yeah, that just wound me up a little bit, really. And as I say, I saw the start of the spo- uh, uh, spoilers come on. You you got to be quick, otherwise you're catching catching something. And the first one's Mel out. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty quick. I'm I am Mel first spoiler. Fuck's sake, I am pretty quick with these. I'm like Misha Bart, and I've got one like I because it tells you how long's left on the episode. Once it gets to about four minutes on Neighbours, I'm like one eye on the door thinking, right. Why are you watching? You shouldn't, you're not enjoying the Neighbours if you're watching the fucking timer. Well, no, because I'm trying to avoid the fucking spoilers because I'd like some sort of fucking mystery in my storytelling, please. It's bad enough that everything's completely signposted. Never mind, you don't need someone. Like, I mean, Adam, you would probably argue that I do need telling these things sometimes. Yeah, true. But I feel like I don't need explicitly telling these things what's going to happen. I'd like to try and figure... I'd like to be a little bit holly, if I'm honest, and just try and figure this stuff out for myself and then feel a little bit cleverer myself afterwards. Well, I mean, 
you say that we, we were uh, quite quite uh, complimentary about Holly last week during the you know the train wreck that was flashback week. Holly seemed to come out of it pretty pretty well, I thought, with us as well as the you know wider community. And I've liked her again this week because she she catches Eden, um, she sorts that that out, she puts that to bed. And then she puts Has to bed as well. She, yeah, she was phenomenal in this. Uh, like, absolutely, just, just fucking well done, Holly. Well done. Well, I said last week, like to the neighbors, I was like, oh, like I was enjoying Holly, like being funny and trying to get her claws into Has and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of got left for Flashback Week, which I get. And she was good in Flashback Week. She was serious. She was doing all the Eden stuff. And now she's just gone, bang, let's get back on this then. Yeah, let's get literally let's get back on this. Uh yeah, like she she said she's tried all her best moves. We've said this before. She has the five moves of doom. But she is you you always need to keep one in the barrel, don't you? You always need to keep something in your back pocket to pull out break glass in emergency. And she is she has played that card exquisitely here. She's gone right. That was mad as shit. Let's get fucked up. Let's get really, really drunk. Uh, so it's her, has and Mackenzie getting drunk together. They're like fucking shots, champagne. Let's fucking do the lot. Mackenzie gets called into work, which is so bad timing for Mackenzie, really. Here, uh, it is considering that's the one time she's gone into work during the past yeah. nine Tony's months, there, nine weeks of maybe. Tony's not there, but no. Mackenzie's getting called in for some reason. She, she's like, ah, oh, save me some pizza then. No problem. I'll I'll see you all when I get back. And then, so Holly gets a message off Krista, the one, the aforementioned one before, saying, oh, thanks for saving me. And how, I'm interested, how real do you think her reaction was here? Do you well, it's think acting, so it's all a show. Um, so <laughs> you and Misha Barton both seem unsure okay. about this. You seem, Yeah. So, so people give you like lines to say and directions. And what you're supposed to do is kind of pretend. I feel like that's what it is. It's pretending. So what I feel like uh, Lucinda does here is she pretends. What she does, she goes off what the script says, pretends to cry. And this has an effect on the character of Has. Who feels they need to comfort her? Again, he's just pretending at this stage. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, as a fact, like, do you think she was genuinely upset by yeah. this message and it all came out, or do you think I not see I? And this might say a lot more about me than <laughs> than anything else. Is that did she play on that a little bit? No, I think she, yeah. I think she cried for real. However, crying is the ace in the hole every time. If oh yeah, like, I think that's a happy coincidence that that is that happened. She it was not kind of framed in a way where she's being manipulative here um, or anything. She she was genuinely moved and overcome by it all. She had a fucking big weight, bless her. Um, so I think she genuinely did. It just so happened to coincide with um, two people who've had a few tequilas. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I felt she manipulated this a little bit. She was like, I've got this message. 
I can. No, I'm already drunk. I can now be vulnerable as well. Everything's on the table. No, because there was no pause. There was no. There was no look. There was no pause. There was no calculation. It happened. Then the other stuff happened. And the fact that she says I'm not like my mum, and that's what they're playing on at the moment. Like they're playing on the fact that no, she's the good one. Like she she'd done all this stuff. She's been through all this. She's not doing it, and that's why. So they end up shagging. Fucking brilliant. Well done. Has not a fan still. I no. Think, I think. Has no, I think Mac and Holly could both do better. At one point, I was thinking threesome again, and I think Has was because he was like, "Oh, you're you've got the action, you've got the brains, I've got the penis," and that's what it's. They seem to be going that way at one point. Luckily, Mac fucked off, um, but Holly got some. She wanted some for a while. I'm glad she got some. She deserves it. However, I think she can do better than Has. I feel like Holly. You know who else we got on this show? We got Byron, who's about her age. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? That's it, really. Not this, a lot to go at, is there? Dickens for eligible bachelors on neighbours at the moment. So, so she's she's got has fair play, um, and then as it goes on later, she realizes through Sadie, who is back this week, um, <laughs> she finds out that Mac likes has, and then she doesn't go, "Oh fuck that bitch." She's saying, "Right, well, I'm going to step back then because I'm not like my mom. I I'm going to, you know, bow out." Mac and has go for it. Um, so that I think we've seen Holly, she is she's blossoming, and I think she will continue to do so. Okay, see, I, I, I still think I don't know, I, I feel like she's she's protesting too much. She's like, I'm not like my mum, I'm not like my mum, and then does exactly the kind of things a mum would do. No, she doesn't she says she's completely steps back and says, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna go for it. Yeah, but I don't you know. You miss so know. much on this show. <laughs> no, I think I you're feel busy like watching the like... clock. Oh, there's three minutes left. Oh, there's two minutes left, and you miss half the shit going on in front of your eyes. I feel like she's like she says all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if she massively means it. I'm honest. I think she kind of knows Max probably not in the place anyway to be pursuing a relationship. So kind of banks on the fact that Mac is just going to back off and go. No, you two go for it. It's fine. It's not a problem. Uh, which does kind of redeem that. Like after ever being completely stupid before with Krista, like it is a good thing for the Matt to go. Yeah, do you know what? You're my, you know, you're both my friends. Go for it. Have fun. It, I'm not going to stand in anybody's way here. But I feel like Holly banks on that a little bit, and is expecting that. I I I just think I just think Holly is always about two steps ahead of everybody else on this show. And I think at some point that will get revealed that she has maybe manipulated things a little bit. Absolutely not. Know. Fucking move on. <laughs> uh, also, the the tune, well, uh, has an, uh, Holly is shagging is a banger, by the way, in every sense. Uh, it's, not it's called Cast, Cast the Devil by Abby May. If you, It was a good tune. Go back and listen to it. It's a good, I'm not uh, going to do that. It's a good shacking tune. I'm, I'm, I'm not flashing back ever again. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good shagging tune. Uh, have you ever? Have you? Here's a question for you. Uh, just to wrap things up, have you ever like used music to set the tone? In yeah, sometimes. What What's your go to? I like a bit of like the slow '90s R and B kind of vibe. 
Oh, okay. yeah, didn't see that coming, did you? No, I did not. No, like, you yeah. Oh, you you are laying those tracks there. I did once. I played. Just I imagine in... you played the tune yourself. Uh, you've got the guitar out. Let me play you a song, fucking David Brent style. Oh God. <laughs> I played the album Justified by good Justin Timberlake. It's a good album. Justin Timberlake's first album, a very good album. But what I think might have ruined it is that I sang along the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's so predictable that you would do that as well. <laughs> Hitting the high notes as well. Uh. <laughs> That's the last, like, there's nothing worse than someone singing along to an album Telling you um, what happens next in a film or explaining why their jokes are funny. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than those three things. And you are, without a doubt, a triple threat of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I did all those things during that night as well. <laughs> oh, dear. There you go. So by, by the end of it, though, Holly and Haz have decided they're going to make a go of it. Like, it's go. Little... Nice to see. How long do you reckon it lasts? Uh, back, remember, we're back in regular neighbours' land now, so things happen a lot fucking quicker. They do. Um, I feel like Haz is going to fuck up here pretty badly. I feel like he's going to show himself to be a dickhead. Like I he is. Think, I think within the next... So there's only four episodes a week. We're, we're secret episode number five, really, aren't we? We're the Friday. Feel good Friday, neighbours. <laughs> Um, but next week, there's four episodes. I think by the end of those four episodes, this will be done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. What What do you think will undo it? Is this because you've seen a spoiler? No, is this no, 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 no. No, I honestly haven't. I think I think something will undo it. I think Has will just like Mac next week or something. I think it's just going to be something really shit like that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't. I just can't see it lasting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Has will just Has is a dick. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, everybody, everybody on that street can do better than Has at this point, uh, including Doug. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Any other predictions for next week? No. Um. I, I, well, I know there's going to be more people returning. Even more people. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we've yeah we've yeah we've seen about this. I honestly don't know. I don't. I try to avoid spoilers, which is really hard to do at the moment, which is a shame because um, it'd be nicer to just watch it and experience it and get excited or surprised. And they don't let you do that's shit, um, unfortunately. And I don't know. I guess we're on the slow. Of, I, I'm just on the slow build to the Christmas fair. To be honest with you, <laughs> who's playing Santa? <sighs> Oh, I'd love it if Harold came back, but it's going to be fucking Carl Kennedy, though, isn't it? Um, I don't know if he's back in time. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I don't would know. Lo- I would love Harold and Harold to. If Harold's there, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, that'd be lovely. A nice little reveal. You don't you don't realize it's him, and then he just pulls down the beard. Goes, ho ho ho! It's me, motherfuckers! Ho ho ho! Uh, uh, yeah. That's it, though. Yeah, as I say, I enjoyed this week's a lot more than last week's. Because um, it went back to normal. Keep it like that. Keep it ridiculous, please, neighbours. Yeah, uh, we did get some stuff with JJ and. Don't talk about uh, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, it was. It was so filler, wasn't it? It was so filler. It was like we can't put any more Misha Barton in these episodes. 
So here's the thing. It was filler for them. It's not going to be filler for us. <laughs> Let's just leave it. <laughs> we will see you next week, everybody. All, all killer, no filler. All killer, no Misha. <laughs>